everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, Forgive Our Sins as We Forgive. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. Luckily, Zachary Brockhoff and Lars Olson have forgave me 77 times for opening this podcast really awkwardly. <laughs> Welcome back. But that's enough. Not one more no, time. Nope. Not for you, Mason. Seem to have reached what Jesus has prescribed. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's a great opening because this week we are in Matthew chapter 18 again. Uh, the second part here where... Uh, Peter wants to uh, know how many times he needs to forgive. Uh, he wants a limit, uh, and Jesus both tells him that there, uh, the limit is far beyond what he would imagine, uh, and also tells him a parable about this. So, uh, Zachary, what is the hymn you've selected for us this week? Uh, well, this is uh, Forgive Our Sins as We Forgive, um, a hymn that uh, sort of begins by quoting a portion of the Lord's Prayer, um, rather obviously, um, and uh, our our hymn writer wrote it with, with that particular petition in mind, uh, forgive us our sins or trespasses as we forgive those who sin or trespass against us, depending on which translation you like. Um, last week I said that we had a musician write this. Uh, this week um, it is a, a gardener. Uh, so the idea that you can't find God, God in nature, well, she came up with some halfway decent ideas to sing about. Um, she actually said that the idea came to her as she was digging up deeply rooted weeds in a garden and realized how they were choking the life out of the flowers. There's some of that language in here, although, uh, well, I'll toss in a little more later just for fun. So she said that it led her to feel that deeply rooted resentments in our lives could destroy every Christian virtue and all joy and peace unless by God's grace we learn to forgive. Um, and she wrote this, uh, this hymn down. So um, that's a little bit of the background of it, but it's interesting that it, that it begins to pick up a little bit of the Lord's Prayer. Um, when I read that, uh, I thought, you know, there's, there's something there in relation to this weekend's text to... Um, if you hear it or sing it in a specific way, I think, forgive our sins as we forgive, um, what it even means to do that when, when Christ, you know, outlines this sort of outlandish idea that we're going to forgive 77 or 70 times seven or whatever, however many times, too many, uh, what do we do with that? Um, uh, usually I think when we pray those words, we say, well, um, help us, uh, Forgive our sins, God, uh, as 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 we also will forgive others, um, as you've as you've sort of shown us to do this. But I think you can also sing these words in a way that says, "Forgive our sins as we attempt to forgive <laughs> the miserable sinners around us." Right, and we're falling terribly short of what you've asked us to do. Forgive us. Um, uh, when the hymn says in the first stanza, "You alone can grant us grace to live the words we say." The only way we're able to forgive at all is is because of what we've seen Christ do, and that Christ's forgiveness is really constantly there for us to say, 
you're attempting to to do this and you're doing a pretty lousy job. I forgive you of that one too. Uh, <laughs> forgive our sins as we forgive one another um, imperfectly in a messy way, right? And and try to try to work together uh, because of what you've given us. So, um, anyway, that's the way I prefer no, I to think, hear that. I think you've. Uh... Um, you pointed out something that people struggle with, even in the Lord's prayers, that word as. And what do we mean by as? Right. Is, it, is it as meaning um, the same way, like we do mm-hmm. it? So forgive us uh, as far as, uh, like we forgive others, which sure. would be forgiving us just what we deserve. Uh, right. Or is as mean there something like you were pointing out, maybe while. Mm-hmm. Uh, forg- forgive our sins while we are forgiving others imperfectly, mm-hmm. uh, while we struggle to do this, uh, even as as the text is talking about Peter, right? Peter's saying, I'm a forgiving guy, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, seven times, look how forgiving I am, <laughs> and, right? Uh, um, and Jesus is pointing out to him, you're going to need a lot more than that. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, while we are forgiving one another, um, don't forget that it is, like you said, the forgiveness of Christ that even makes this possible for us to do. And as the hymn starts to point out, um, it's not um, one for one, the more you forgive, the more you get. Uh, it's, um, it, it really is uh, all the things that God has, has forgiven of us allow us to, to live within the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I thought it was an interesting sort of spin on, on that, uh, petition in a way that when you're sort of rattling it off Sunday after Sunday, you may not may not think of it in those terms. And and it helps with the idea that you hear these words and you feel very stuck. I mean, at least I do, right? And forgive 77 times and is oh. he serious about this? How am I going to manage that? And the first stanza seems to address that in a, in a good way. So... Um, yeah, the 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 other interesting part in here, I think, that you really don't get in the in the scripture reading, at least that I can remember, and you can you can correct me if that's not if I've missed it somewhere. But the third stanza saying, "In blazing light, your cross reveals uh, the truth we dimly knew." All of a sudden, the cross really, in blazing light, bursts into this hymn in a way that you really you don't really expect it to be there, uh, but there it appears. Um, and I think there's an interesting way uh, that it can connect to this weekend's reading also, um, where where it says uh, um, to repay debts, right? And, 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 and this whole idea of um, how that's going to happen. The cross, this stance is telling you we had a debt we could never repay. <laughs> and all of a sudden, placed alongside what Christ has done versus all the bickering you're managing to do and you can't forgive a person uh, for whatever wrong they may have given you. If, if God's going to say, I'm, I'm forgiving everything <laughs> uh, without limit, um, really, I, the, the stanza seems to also say, who are you to withhold that from, from another person? Uh, forgiveness in this life, in the ways that you can give it. So, um, yeah, I like the word that trifling, the yes. trifling uh, that others owe to us, right? The trifling debts, debts that we yes, that we, that we ac- accumulate. You know, sure. when you're, you know, like you get a, a fender ding or something like that, and people are out there shouting at each other. You know, um, uh, somebody gave you a a, a cross-eyed uh, evil stare or something like that, and it's like you know, fight to the death, uh, right? Uh, yeah. We're always ready to fight for our honor in these kinds of things, rather than to recognize that um, exactly what you're saying—that uh, all of our lives are 
uh, indebted to Christ. You know, I mean, you turn it around in a weird way, kind of like my my kids do, right? And you'd say something like, "Well, yeah, I killed Christ, but you made uh, <laughs> you made a mess in my room, right?" Like, right. Sure. <laughs> no, it's turning this back into its rightful place, right? Um, yep. Uh, to say, no, these are the trifling things. It is Christ who has taken all the sin of the world that we are actually indebted to, who, who forgives even that debt. Sure. I think that stanza also is responding to some of the the language in the stanza preceding it. I don't know why I'm going backwards, but I am sort of those who brood on wrongs and will not let bitterness depart, says, you know, God can't reach that one. And well, right, you actually need um, Christ to come in and have something to say and uh, a word of forgiveness to you that, to know what that looks like, uh, to, to even know what that is. So um, those are stanzas two and three. Um, I have to mention uh, stanza four is really nice as it's printed. It's kind of lovely and poetic. Um, it's not at all what our gardener friend wrote. Um, <laughs> although it, it's it's great in itself, right? It tells us it is Christ who finally is going to cleanse, drive away resentment, show mercy. These are all things, particularly the mercy part is where the text finally ends, uh, where Christ uh, ends in, in this telling of it. Um, and it is a, a wonderful prayer for the church to pray. Um, but I, I just have to share um, the, the stanza of the way she had it written because it was clearly still, I, I don't know, maybe her, you know, she still had dirt under her fingernails from weeding that day. But it literally says, root out our deep resentments. It's almost sort of kitschy in a way. Lord, bid anger's growth to cease. Then in the garden of our souls, plant kindness, love, and peace. I can see why maybe they changed it, and I actually prefer what it is. But I read that, I thought, that's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> you know, it should be the gardener's hymn, if nothing else, um, for those who care for the church grounds. I, it might not make it in the <laughs> hymnal, but uh, I, that probably should be maybe in the sermon as you're reading through yeah. the parable that Jesus is right. telling, right? Yeah, because be the, the plenty, yeah, plenty of that going together. Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.